You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lamps Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke, and he is Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up? Uh, you know, just enjoying the heat, as I always do. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I love the humidity and the heat and just mm-hmm. suffering all day. Yep, yep. In my Sweating. unair-conditioned office, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, like, my office is air-conditioned, but it's like I, I think we talked earlier in here. Um, it's either 30 degrees or 140. So there's, you know, there's a real 110 degree swing and you're either sweating or you're, yeah, you're on a meeting cold. So yeah, it's been great. It's been the summer of, well, I mean, I saw out like, it, you know, this is a few weeks ago and hopefully, I mean, obviously I, I don't mean any light of it, but like people's houses were melting. Yeah. Like it's not good. No, we, uh, what you want. clearly something going on with, uh, with the climate hmm. it seems to be. I don't know, changing, if maybe getting only, hotter. If only oh. people had been talking about this. Yeah, like for decades. Huh. huh. Interesting. Anyways. Well, eh, well, I we should talk to somebody about that. Um, let people Yeah, know. let's figure it out next pod. Yeah, okay. Uh, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. Uh, hey, you know what? You want to make money and yeah. you don't have any money to spend? Well, guess what? DraftKings has free pools. They're great. I love them. Um if all of a sudden you're like, I, I think of myself as a 23 year old Kyle who was just sitting on a couch watching sports all the time. And that's kind of who I am now too. But, um, you know, I didn't have any money. I was broke and, but I wanted, I, I wanted that, that gambling itch. Well, DraftKings free pools can do that. Um, use the code TBPN though. If you do decide to deposit any money, um, up to $5 or, uh, starting at $5, uh, create contests, uh, baseball seasons, obviously in full swing, but, like we're like a month away, like less than a month away from NFL preseason games, which uh, yeah. obviously big news in the NFL yesterday with Aaron Rodgers. So um, yeah, overall, uh, really fun stuff. And then we want to thank our good friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. If you're in the Minneapolis area and you need sports cards, um, they have a location in Bloomington. They have one in Little Canada. You can go on their website. They have you know supplies. They have every brand that you could think of. Um, and most of all, like the, the, the best thing for me is that they help you. If, if you have your collection of cards and you want to know what something's valued at, or, um, you know, you're not sure what to do for grading and, you know, with, with PSA being a little more expensive now and, um, whatever, they'll help you out. Uh, tell them the 10,000 lamps podcast sent you. It really helps us. All right, Julian, this podcast will be dedicated to um, I don't know, the NBA draft, which is on Thursday. So we're going to kind of give you a quick guide. Let's say that you're like, man, 
I have not done any research for this draft. Um, well, spoiler alert, we're not that far off. But um, <laughs> you haven't done any research. You don't know who is where. Uh, you don't really know, know much from much. We're, we're going to try to help you out. So when is the draft? The draft is on Thursday on ESPN at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, and who will be the number one pick? That's what we all want to know. So, Julian, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State will be the number one pick, more than likely. Yeah. Um, the Pistons have the number one pick, and you might say, well, Kyle, they just took Killian Hayes last year with a lottery pick. Why would they take Cade Cunningham? Well, it's because Cade Cunningham's a lot better than Killian Hayes. Doesn't so, matter. Sorry, it, Killian Hayes. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cunningham overall, really, really smart. Uh, I, I saw some comparisons of, like, a Ben Simmons who can shoot, which is, like... <laughs> what we've I mean, been asking for. Yeah. For, yeah. So, um, yeah, overall great feel, um, 20 points, 41% from the three point line, um, you know, six foot or six, yeah, six foot eight. What if he was just, well, he's only six feet. Um, no, he's six foot eight. Uh, so, so he's got size too. So, um, he will likely be the number one pick, but it doesn't completely fall off, fall off after that. You might say, what is the depth like now this, this year's draft, um, the top four are pretty solid. Um, and then, you know, you th there, there might be some question marks after that, but there probably is for every draft. But, um, you know, the, the top four with uh, Jalen Green, um, who played in the G League for Ignite last year, he's like an offensive-minded guard, think like Zach Levine, um, Bradley Beal type. Um, and then you have Evan Mobley, big man from USC. Uh, he's just, you know... I don't want to call him like a softer center, but he's, he's probably more offensive minded. He's not like the big bruiser inside, but he is a very, very smart player mm -hmm. that, that some plays can run through him. Um, you can make the argument for those guys going first too. And they'll probably be second and third in some order. Um, and then Jalen Suggs point guard from Gonzaga. He's from Minnesota. Um, I think a few weeks ago, you probably could have made the talk of him going in the top two or three, but it looks like he's kind of fallen, but yeah. um you know, he seems to be like number four or like a, a guy that you're comfortable with. If he falls, like God forbid, like everybody mm -hmm. would be happy getting Suggs. Totally. Um, so yeah, overall, um, you know, and as far as like the depth of the draft, like who's going 17th, um, you know, I, I'm not going to speculate too much because I think I every no year, yeah. well, I, but, and I think every year we're like, well, you know, like this draft compared to last year's draft and, um, like, I, I think everybody was like, you know, with last year's draft, they were like, oh, well, you know, after Zion and Ja, there's really not anybody else. Right. And then it turns out like there's like a lot of really good players. And, totally. Um, you know, like certainly there's going to be draft classes that you look back on where everybody sucks. And, um, you know, that that happens. But I, I don't think this is one. And I don't think the last two or three years have been that either. Um, no, I mean, last year is like the biggest uh, kind of. I don't know, not indicator, but example of why you shouldn't, you know, count your chickens before they're hatched or whatever the whatever phrase you choose is. Just because, yeah, everybody said last year's draft is going to suck. Um, and it's, you know, it's been full of really productive players, kind of top to bottom. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah, with you. No. I think that, uh, you know, like everybody says, this year's draft is great. But, you, you know, we've seen it before. We really, really don't know. You don't That's know. That's what's fun about the draft, right? Yeah. Like, no. It's all about the kind of potential and you look at like who's going where and um like who has what pick and you you know you might say to yourself yeah. like gosh man like this 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 fit would just make so much sense for blah 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 and you're like oh well actually no maybe it doesn't and 
um, you know, I, I, for example, like if it's one of those things where the Rockets, they have Christian Wood, and I, I was listening to some podcasts this week, and they're like, well, they might not take Mobley because they have Christian Wood. And it's like, gosh, that's going to look so silly if, if that's a franchise-altering player and you didn't take him because of yeah. you're, you're like an okay like player like Christian Wood. Right. So, right. Um, all right, do the Wolves have a pick? This is a Timberwolves podcast. Um, no, the Wolves do not have a pick. The Wolves traded their first and second round pick uh, the first round pick was top four protected, but they traded their or top three protected. They traded their picks to get D'Angelo Russell. Um, so the the Warriors own the seventh pick, which is the Timberwolves pick, and the fourteenth pick, um, along with Minnesota's second round pick. So I think if you're looking for trade candidates, um, as far as teams go, I would imagine the Warriors are probably on that 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 list of of because I don't, yep. while the Warriors probably want to replenish their youth. They they have Clay Thompson back. They have Draymond Green, and he's not getting younger. Younger. They have Steph Curry, who's like somehow still in his like prime. Um, and they're probably going to try to make another run. And whether that's trading for somebody like Bradley Beal or Ben Simmons or I don't know. Um, you know, we'll we'll go through some of those guys in a little bit here. But yeah. I would think. And then I think if you're the Timberwolves, you know, you can look at the number seventh pick and who goes there. Um, and, and compare it to say, well, did we win or did we lose? But I also think that you can compare it to what assets people get for that pick. Oh, 100%. Um, for example, Julian, in my fantasy football league, um, cause everybody wants to hear about my fantasy football team, but I traded, uh, Christian McCaffrey for Ezekiel Elliott and, uh, two first round picks. And then I went back and I traded two first round picks along with a first round pick of my own for Tyreek Hill. And, um, and I also got a second round pick back from that, but you might say, well, you, you traded three first. That's, that's a lot for Tyree kill, but I think a better way to look at it is, well, no, I traded Christian McCaffrey and a first round pick for Ezekiel Elliott, a second round pick and Tyree kill. So yeah. I think basically like when you look at what other people do for maneuvering, like Bob Myers, right. And if all of a sudden he is able to land Bradley Beal for the seventh and the 14th pick plus a cap hold or, and, yeah. you know, and whatever you're like, shit, could we, could we have done that? So, um, I don't know. Something, something to think about. It, it doesn't stop with the pick because as we know, NBA picks are much more valuable before the players actually taken. Yes. 100%. 100%. And also, yeah, I don't know. I, I know that like the, we're thinking about this kind of in the context of the warriors trade mm-hmm. and like, you also just have to kind of, it's like, what, the other way to think about it is kind of like the timing of it, right? And this is, I think, kind of what you're getting at, where it's more valuable before the players picked. At the same time, like if the Warriors are able to, at some point before the draft, use this to acquire Bradley Beal, and yeah. we used it to acquire Russell, then there's something. I mean, unless like the rest of the pieces in the trade are just like wildly different. Like there's something about the way that those two organizations are doing business mm-hmm. or positioning their assets that is different. And I mean, I don't think that that's up for debate. I think the Warriors are a better franchise. They they probably will do something like trade that pick, just like just that pick for Bradley Beal. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're completely right on about this. You cannot judge. It's like you both can't judge the trade um, as if it's the player that was picked with that pick, because you don't know who the Wolves would have picked. You don't know, you know, how that player would have developed within the Wolves system. But at the same time, 
you can't judge the trade totally in a vacuum either. And like you're right, if it is passed on and used to acquire a bigger piece, then you have to say, okay, the Wolves really misplayed this asset, regardless of, I don't know, how good or bad each of the trades were in a vacuum. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, no, no. I think it makes perfect sense. I think, yep, I, I agree. Um, I'm I'm with you. Um, all right, speaking of the Timberwolves, who could get traded from the Wolves? If, if we say the Wolves want to get involved with a trade yeah. to either get a star, who I think, like, a player like may- maybe like a Ben Simmons or to a lesser extent, like a Danilo Gallinari, who's the most likely to get traded. Um, I think the answer is probably anybody, but Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I think the most likely players are probably like it, it, not necessarily a big deal, but just like a throwaway deal or probably like Josh Akogi, Jarrett Culver. Yep. Um, and then, and then you have uh, Ricky Rubio's expiring contract. Yep. Um and then I think like Malik Beasley is probably a really, really nice asset for other teams given his contract. Um, yeah, I was going to say Beasley. And I, th- I agree. I think Culver, I would be pretty surprised if Culver isn't moved, honestly. That to me is like the biggest, although it's also selling really low on, on a on a player that you paid a, you know, as we've often discussed, way too high price to acquire. So, I mean, I actually don't know if they'll move Rubio. I kind of think that Rubio especially with what Edwards being such a big fan of Rubio, I think maybe that might be a keep everybody happy kind of situation, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I, like, I, I, I feel you, but like, I, I agree. Like I would, I would love to, but I think like Rubio has 19 million in. So I, I guess if you're making a big trade where you need to match salaries, Rubio makes sense because you can throw in 19 million and for another team, you're not taking yeah, on a lot of money. That's um, true. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I agree. I think I'd rather have them than not have them. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, who could get traded for other teams? Now, this is where things could get really interesting. And during my Timberwolves days with Julian, we would sit and study prospects for like weeks. And it was a lot of fun because then when these players come into the league, we have a good idea of kind of where they're at. Or a not very good idea. Or or a not very good idea. But for the most part, like... We, we were pretty good. You get a feel for, for some players, and, like, you're wrong on some, but, like, you know, you kind of understand their game before. Um, now, like, I'm away from that life totally. I just don't have the time to watch tape for 40 hours a week, which is literally my job. But, um, but now, like, the most intriguing thing on draft night, at least this year, too, because free agency starts on Monday. Like... Right. So there's like so much shit going on right now. Um, Like I I think that if we're going to see player movement and teams want to open up cap space or they want to figure out how they can be players in free agency and they have like disgruntled stars on their team, I think we're going to see like a a record in trades. And um, I don't know if that's like somebody like Damian Lillard or Ben Simmons, but some, some of the guys like Bradley Beal, um, Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think I think there's there just so many moves across the board that could be made with big players because yep. teams see that that Monday coming up and they're like, oh, we want to, we know we can't make a splash in free agency, so we're going to have to do it through a trade or totally. or vice versa. Like we can't make this splash in free agency unless we make this trade. So, right. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I'm really excited for that. I think we're going to see Woj bombs after Woj bombs. Um, and I, I think a trade already came through yesterday. I think the, yeah. the, the Grizzlies ended up sending out Valanchunas and uh, like a first round pick for um, Steven Adams and two first round. So. 
Bledsoe it was and Steven Kent. Adams and Bledsoe and like 17 for or and and 10 for Valanciunas and 17 and then there were two late round picks also yeah in there it's a confusing trade i was it looking was. at it just I, like what i was like i was trying to figure out i'm like who's doing what and why um yeah, it, it right. seems like maybe memphis wins long term getting some more assets where the 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 pelicans yeah. are trying to kind of bolster their um from from i wrote i read a report from Woj and he said that uh it gives the the Pelicans the flexibility they need to go get someone like Kyle Lowry. True, because um, Valanciunas is probably the single most valuable piece of that yeah, deal, right? Yeah, and they have now. Yeah, and yeah. Taking, I don't know. Yeah, and you're, you're, and taking, you're, you're getting rid of a lot of money. Yeah. Um, that's that's really all we have. Um, it's kind of short and sweet, but um, basically, like, look at like the excitement to be at the top of the draft. If you're a Wolves fan, um. You're probably not going to see the the team improve much from getting a pick because I think even if they get a pick, it probably will be in like the twenties. Yep. And totally. So you're probably looking at a player who probably shouldn't be playing next year. Um, but I think um, we'll probably have a real good idea of where like the big time stars are going to be going because while you know it is the NBA draft and whatever, um, normally we're like this this time of year is normally three weeks after free agency and three weeks after summer league. And the NBA season starting at a normal time next year, so you know we're we're behind, yeah. and teams are going to start to feel rushed to to make these moves. So I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see a lot of action. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, man, uh, we got to go to work. Um, great to see you as always. You yeah. Um, a, a program update: I'm going to a bachelor party, so on Thursday. So if uh, the Wolves make a huge move, we'll record on Friday and we'll post something. If they don't. We'll probably just have an episode for you, uh, for you on Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Perfect. Sweet. All right. Sounds thanks, Julie. Bye. Bye, guys.